Uh, I'm joined here by Seamus Handley. He introduced formally. We were in IDT Dunleary around the same time. Yep, that's right. You've since made two feature films. Mm. Uh, Bendy was a dark psychological thriller uh, about the paranormal. Your new film, The Middle Finger. Is a dark psychological thriller about the uh, supernatural. Well, I saw it last weekend and it seemed to be a superhero comedy about a superhero shaped like a middle finger. Yes. What? (laughs) <laughs> well, um, who are you, and what? How did you, how did this idea occur to you? Um, well, we know. We I think we we now know <laughs> effectively who I am. I like to think. I don't think there's anything about me beyond <laughs> that introduction. Sorry, uh, I'm not good at this. Um, the idea came from uh, I, I just I remember two years before shooting it. I don't. I don't. You never remember when you first think of these things. But I remember having this image of a person having to carry the image of a middle finger uh, in sort of like a defiant act that they also don't want to be doing. I just remember that image and it wasn't a superhero. It was like like it was strapped to their back or something like, like you know, you always see in movies where there's the guy who works at the mall and they have to wear this, come shop at this place. I'm dressed like, you know, and, and they hate it, but they also have to put the enthusiasm. So it, it was always a big sort of foam hand doing middle finger. Yeah, that a, was the yeah, image. Okay. Yeah. Big and foam. Yeah. That, that was definitely. And then I, um, I don't know how it happened, but it just merged into a superhero. And then as soon as it did, it all kind of clicked into place. But, but in doing that, I still kept the whole thing of like the sort of reluctantly angry person, Carrying it, you know what I mean. That 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 personality that the character, or, Dennis, or the timid person, being put into a position where they have yeah, to like assert themselves and help this, others. And but you get a sense that there's something meant behind it, and that's the, the character that I play in the movie because uh, I wrote, directed, and starred in it. Um, because I'm arrogant, but um, the uh, you get that about the character. I think you can you can see it in the trailer, and and then it it becomes a bit more about that in the film. That the idea that he's there is this anger or this at least casual disdain behind the character, even though this isn't a um, a symbol that he chose. So so this just um, started off as an image, it kind of snowballed into a story. Yeah. You said you're, so you're writing, directing, and you play the main character in this movie. Mm-hmm. I have a question about each of these things. Yeah. When the image became the idea, oh, this could be a superhero thing, like what was your approach to writing a full-length script about this? Um, good question. I... Um... Well, honestly, the, 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 yeah, no, what it came from, it, it goes back to uh, making uh, Bend, or, or Bendy, as uh, more people call it. Um, Did I get it right, or does it matter? Well, it, you, you got it the way I don't call it. That's not right or wrong. Okay, Bend, mo- most, but it but ends with the capital call, D. Most people call it that, uh, so I'm wrong, because more people interpret it that way. No, because I made, I made the mistake. Death that, of the author. Yeah, and, and it's, but that was a film I made out of pocket. I spent a year on it. It looks like it's made out of pocket. Uh, it doesn't look like a year was spent on it. Um, and I, it's, I, as you described it, it's a psychological thriller with with supernatural or paranormal uh, elements to it. And it has humor in it as well. Like it's not yeah. it's not like this film's a straight up comedy, but uh, Bend was more kind of it had these kind of Coen Brothers esque kind of moments uh, of it's a very nice way of putting kind it. of misunderstandings of things. And um, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess was, a bit of a, a, a blood simple to it. But but the whole thing was after making that and seeing how well the humor was received and how everything else was accepted. People like some people it, it didn't. It's not seen by a lot of people, but. Um, it is available on YouTube. Yep, and DVD. And DVD if 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 if, 
if, if, I, if you want to really give back. So that's Bend with a capital D. You can see that right now on YouTube. Uh, Check when out you were... enlightenmentpictures.net. And when you were making that film and then approaching a second uh, micro-budget film, let's call it, or, or mm-hmm. no-budget film, like, um, was there, were there any lessons you took away from making that first one that you were then able to apply to this one? And absolutely, that, absolutely. See, the, the, um, the thinking was, okay, I made this film, um, I had this experience, I'm, I'm a little smarter because of it, but what do I really get out of it? Not quite what I wanted, because we all want careers. So I thought to myself, well, what could I do different if I'm to make another one? Um, First of all, uh, it all, you know, you you yourself, you're a writer, you know that you don't just have one idea. You have a bunch of ideas, but you go with the one that is the most practical right now, that you, the one that will actually happen or the one, and you don't really have a choice in that. It just happens. But you look back and realize, I guess it's because I could do that one for whatever reason, your headspace or your, the opportunities around you. Something, um, uh, some, something that completely guides you and motivates you is if there's actually an opportunity to do it. You can't just do it in a vacuum by yourself necessarily, writing a script or something. If you have a, a reason, a production plan. I had uh, acted in a film called Behind the Veil, which is coming out soon, I believe. I'm not sure, uh, admittedly. But it was made by, um, by a couple of producers who I then befriended. And um, and I realized I could I could sell this script to them. I could sell this idea to them, and they would be up for it. It was mainly... Uh, Victor McGowan and Anna Ginjami Grieve, who now have a, a company called Constant Motion Pictures, they worked on that previous film, and then um, so I thought if I gave that to them, they could do the job that I'm not good at, which is producing, um, and and this is the kind of story that you can shoot around Dublin, and so it became about and and also then the thinking from Bend was Bend was funny and I think people were entertained, but it was kind of dour and a bit a little bit pretentious and I thought what can I make that is, what idea do I have that is is just fun that mm. people will just have a fun time uh, and I'll have more fun making so it was a combination of all those different things I know who I have a producer who would be up for this uh, this this will contrast and be more fun this time um, and also it's an idea that you I, it was hard to describe the premise to bend this you get right away a superhero who's shaped like a hand giving the finger while there's other aspects of the film I think that Anyone who wants to see it will be sold on that. <laughs> that, that yeah, that alone. It, it, the sense of humor is, it, it's kind of, I, I keep calling it like dumb in a clever way. Yeah. That it's, um, okay, so the idea is so inherently silly and uh, the, I suppose the budgetary limitations of the movie do show, but they show in a way where that like becomes part of the humor. Like, like, yeah. like, are there any ways yeah. where it kind of, you can consciously do that where like a, a, a limitation you actually think oh actually that would be funny if we then drew attention to it or something like yeah i guess um I, I can't speak for how other people approach making movies but um I, as i struggle to describe all the different aspects of thinking in choosing this project because it all happens at once like i said when i'm writing it i'm thinking about how to shoot it so naturally the humor acclimatizes to a low budget and then i i have a a, a good bit of experience making low budget lo-fi sketches for uh, on my youtube channel and for the firehouse film contest so i know how to make things funny because we don't have the budget or how to tell it i I love obviously we all love big larger than life stories uh like like marvel movie stories and stuff like that 
Uh, and it's funny to have a love of those, but also know oh, I don't have the facilities to show it. And then it becomes funny. Well, you mentioned uh, Firehouse, who are the, mm-hmm. the, this group who hold monthly uh, film competition, and I'm, like I'm sure many of our listeners are familiar with. But, but for those who aren't, like, how, how did that get started, and what is it about the kind of uh, humor of those films, or the people involved in those who ended up being involved in this film? Um, uh, yeah, it's the, the the Firehouses. Yeah, like you said, it's a monthly screening, while of, of films that are made the month prior. Uh, under a theme that uh, is rarely uh, adhered to by the filmmakers. And they're um, like five minutes long, and it's like anyone can yeah. submit a film to this. And anyone can submit. I, I, for those who are listening, I highly recommend you do it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, no, th- these nights are great fun, but I think that's because yeah. a lot of the submissions end up being quite humorous. So, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't say don't submit a comedy film, but I think just what's happened to Firehouse is that there is this community that meets once a month, and the sense of humor in these is great. And I thought it was kind of something that came through in the middle finger and you had a yeah, lot of people involved from it as well the, well the, the key word that you said there is community that it's what started off as kind of like a, a fun thing to do every month became I, I met other people through it or got to know other filmmakers that i know uh better through it and um uh yeah it's it's, it's actually the middle finger is thought of as like the first unofficial firehouse feature film and what people always say when they enforce that phrasing or when they use that term, it's because in the hopes that it will happen again uh, by with other people there. Um, but the thing with Firehouse is that it's it's run by comedians, um, but it's it's just only naturally mostly comedy. And also, if you make a film really quickly, it's just the easiest way and the most mm. effective way is to make it funny. But you get the artsy or, or uh, you know ambient or or, or even dramatic short films from time to time, which are very well received there as well. But um, but to answer the question that I think you asked me... Was, it was about uh, the involvement it, of people uh, from yeah. Firehouse in this. It, and this is a beautiful thing, and it was kind of a new experience. It's been three years now, but the whole idea that I, I made this stuff, I made it in my own weird way. You have high production... In, a, in another interview I did for the Firehouse specifically, I said, you get high production value videos and you get my videos at the Firehouse. And it was a really enriching experience to to feel um I, I, I feel on the level with the other people who contribute there which is nice because it's more than nice it's wonderful because uh, those are people that i i'm a fan of and it's like oh they like my stuff too so when i started going okay i want to make this film i immediately started thinking of people that i know through the firehouse and they wanted to do it because they wanted to help with this film and see this film that I was making. So it was, it's the true, uh, the, the true result of like a, a good community. And uh, that, one in particular that stood out to me was Connor O'Toole, who mm. acts in the movie, but he also acted as your cinematographer. And something yeah. that struck me about it is, having said that it, it is uh, visibly low budget, uh, everything about the sort of framing and the composition is a lot better than it is in a lot of uh, low budget Irish films. And I was just wondering, is that from... Uh, your, your kind of familiarity with cinema that you know that <clears throat> things look best if they're shot a certain way or is that Connor's visual input or how did, how did that work? What, what, what was it? Say that again about the... I missed that about the Irish film. What, what, what did a it lot was? of low-budget Irish films kind of wouldn't be that well shot whereas this one did have a nice clean <laughs> look to it. Like where it just, yeah. it just seemed like you did everything quite competently. Like what are some like sh- shorthands to keep in mind about fr- framing a good shot? Well, first of all... Um, Whatever I say won't be as insightful as what Connor will have to say because Connor 
really shone through as the cinematographer. Uh, as as I say, I, I feel very much that I have an eye for cinematography, but not a head for it. So I'll always do things in a, in a quick way. And, and um, you can tell from maybe my YouTube videos or from Bend that they're definitely from Bend, that it's shot on the fly. But the framing, I think I'm good at the framing and the uh, shot composition and how we guide ourselves through. And that's more part of my skills as an editor because I'm editing the film on the day. Yes. Um, but... Yeah, I, I think that's just a just a compliment to Connor that he he shot a film that, according to you, uh, I'm not inclined to disagree, but according to you, looks better than most low budget Irish films, uh, and this film quite possibly has a lower budget than most of those films. Uh, but um, that's that's a testament to, to to Connor's skill. I think we also just had, well, we actually scarily only discussed it so much in pre production. Um, uh, what we had in mind it was kind of, the kind of idea was I, I like I said to him I like it to look like it's on film I cited references like the use of color in something like Kick-Ass uh, a similarly themed film and um, um, and then also I think naturally it's we started this wasn't something I thought of in pre-production but naturally as soon as we started filming the film started to adopt this what felt a little like a twee uh, indie comedy which I, we started to acclimatize a little bit more. The soundtrack sort of started to go that way as well. And then the trailer outright implies it for the first couple of seconds that it's as if you're watching what, what some might call a mumblecore film, except it's, a, it's only a mumblecore film some of the time. The rest of the time, I'm, I'm running around in a, in a costume. It takes a turn where this disembodied voice um, tells him, uh, Dennis, he's on this mission now to yeah. um, rid the world of an evil. And... Yeah, a generic evil that must be... Mm. Not to say too much about the plot. No, but there are, I mean, lots of clever visual gags, though, or even just sort of like spins on uh, a trope of a scene. You're, you're clearly so well versed in cinema that yeah. just there, there was often these just moments where like a conventional thing would happen, but you found a funny spin on it. And I was just wondering sure. what the process is for getting inspired comedically to do that kind of stuff, or is that just when you were sitting down writing it? Um, it it completely comes from. Uh, this is it comes from insecurity like because it's the whole idea is that in a way um i want to make the serious superhero movie i'd love to but a combination of insecurity and cynicism makes me go makes because because what's amazing about it it's well they think they core guy or not the core but one of the key guys is spielberg he makes you believe in something that written down doesn't sound that good or, or george lucas when he directed the first star wars movie that people would read this like raiders of the lost ark and star wars people were like yeah that's going to be terrible and they're two of the greatest blockbusters ever made and it's because they give you that willful suspense of disbelief so for me it become almost all well i went into this writing a comedy it almost comes from uh uh insecurity of like okay, I have this story and it's epic and and then a voice going, no, it's not, it's stupid and here's why. And any good writer, any good epic story will have the potential to actually look really stupid, which is why things like Spider-Man and Star Wars get made fun of so much, but affectionately. Uh, but any good writer can ignore that and knows how to carry you through it. And it comes from me taking the story and going, no, this is stupid. And 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 th- that's why that's kind of why there were bits of elements of humor in Bend because I thought if if people aren't with this, I better just have a little make it a little bit fun as well. And I think the story holds true, okay, but it's 
I knew it couldn't be a bend, couldn't be this harrowing drama. Otherwise, I think it just would have been a bit of a downer. And it was meant, and it was that film. While I said it was a bit pretentious and dour, it was meant to be fun. You know what I mean? That, that as movies are meant to be. Watch Zach it on movies. YouTube now. It's like it, my, my, I mean, my point so... is, movies are meant to be fun. Zack Snyder, go on. <laughs> Yes. No, but if, if if you sound so insecure, how come you were able to act? Because, I mean, like, to be the lead in a feature film and direct it at the same time, I, I thought it would be a lot to juggle. So how did you find that? Um, well, your question your, is a very good question. And, and it's there's a, I guess, a compliment hidden there in there that I didn't screw it up. Well, it's, I've, I've heard other actor d- directors talk about when, when they're acting at the same time, it's it's so much to juggle because they're trying to focus on making the whole film yeah. but they also have this performance to get across so like how did you find that process well i guess if the, if if the question is if i'm supposedly insecure uh how was i able to star in the movie the answer to that question that, like... is easy i'm playing an insecure character that was but 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 also mm. the actual non non um glib uh, answer is that um uh i i well, I have a um, uh, an you, quote, quote unquote. I have a quote unquote academic background in learning film production. I very strongly feel I come from a home movie background. Like before college, I made uh, home movies. During college, I made home movies. After college, I made home movies. And what that means is, I'd be holding the camera. I'd be doing everything myself. Your and YouTube it, channel, uh, Seamus Hanley, it actually has a lot of the films you've put into Firehouse, and yes. they are very funny. So I'd recommend and, checking and, them out. And also, there's a nice there's a nice archive uh, on the Firehouse uh, website as well for, for me mm-hmm. and everyone else's uh, films. So you've already uh, had a fair bit of acting experience in the sense that y- you yeah. had experience directing yourself when you were acting in like humorous things before. Yeah, but it's I guess the thing is. is that to a lot of people and and uh filmmaking is like you know a, a, a creating a film set is okay we we build a room or we build an office or you know people will really th- as they should they'll really think about this structure they'll create this framework and then we enter that framework and we do the work if that if that makes sense like you yourself sure. you've produced short films you've made your own stuff and you think about you and you you're ought to think about those things and i'm actually trying more and more to ad- adapt to that way of thinking because it's actually the proper way but at the same time mine was always this comfortable do everything at once so it was never a conscious decision it was always just well you act in it because you act in it you know what I mean because you're the one making it and, and it's I've evolved from a home movie so people will say like what made you come to that decision and I was like well it, I don't know it's just a, it's just part of everything else that I do because I also <laughs> perhaps shouldn't but I also do the music and stuff like that it's just a case of oh this is just how I do it you know what I mean it's not a, a, an economic decision well, so the, when the, I say I'm directing myself, you know, I, first of all, I believe everything you sh- when you show up on set, um, 80, 80 to 85, maybe more of the direction has already been done. You're just there to do the, it's like, you know, you studied all year for the exam. Now you're just writing down what you know. You know what I mean? The exam part is the, the film shoot. So the whole thing of directing yourself, um, it's like forethought a lot of them yeah and then i think i'm also just i guess i'm just lucky that i can i can just walk in from the camera and it's and it's kind of nothing to me not to say i'm a particularly good actor i'm okay but the whole some people will get it get into their head they're like okay now i'm i'm not the, i'm not the director now i'm the actor because i stood in front of the camera what does that mean and for some reason it's just a bit more fluid for me um yeah. 
Um, I mean, I, I think the result was very enjoyable. If thank pe- you. people were inclined to see a film such as The Middle Finger, uh, how can they see it? When is this showing? Well, let alone films like The Middle Finger, they can see The Middle Finger itself. I'm, I'm such a glib person. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're being you're being very nice to, to segue into promotion. You had a screening on the 23rd of September. 23rd Friday. of September, absolutely correct. Uh, at 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 uh, uh, 7 p.m. in A4 Sounds, which is also the home of Firehouse Film. And where Contest. is A4 Sounds? It's just north of O'Connell Street, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Dorset Street, I yeah. believe. Uh, you know, GPS. We have a. We have a. If you you can check out the event and other information about the movie on facebook.com slash middlefinger movie, um, which sounds so bad out loud. Uh, but um, but yeah, the twenty third of August will be. Uh, it's five euro in. It's it's a small screening capacity of sixty five without tickets booked online. But it is so, the traditional home of Firehouse, and it is where a lot of the movie itself was shot. So um, that should be a fun night. A, a ch- not a lot, I'd say, but there, but there were some scenes shot there. And yeah. and if you want to find out which ones, uh, you'll, Come along you'll, find, to the screening. you'll find out at the screening, because I'll be there. This is such a fun movie. You get to meet Seamus. Um, why not go along? So that's A4 Sounds at 7 on Friday, 23rd of September. The yeah. Middle Finger. I mean, get, you can't not see the movie now, like, having heard this concept. Seamus Hanley, thanks so much for joining Film Ireland. Oh, thank you very much. Best of luck. Thank you.